Stay right. tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. I'm here with the coach, John Brett. I'm here with the vet and Griffin. Man, it's a great day today. Uh, got some wild topic we want to talk about today. And guess what? It's on politics. Wow, imagine that, us in politics. No way, no way. So uh, I, I will say this is, is uh, everybody has certain things that they hold true to themselves toward this country and to themselves that they, they associate with. What's important to them and what's not. And I think everybody has not one or two things. They, I think they have a lot. But I think one of the foundations of this country and uh, that I hold very true is the belief of uh, innocence until proven guilty. And uh, and I think uh, I think we kind of strayed away from that for a while, you know, and uh, actually sit there and um, pushed against that recently. And and I understand that that's supposed to be in a court of law, and that's not necessarily um, the court of public opinion. But you would hope that the court of public opinion would also have the common sense that we would expect that the court of law would also have. And uh, I'm just going to throw it over there, starting off with that right there with you, Coach. Let me know what you think and such, and uh, for your thoughts on all that. Well, anyone that knows me knows that I'm a huge law fan. Love, I love the law of our country. I love where it started with Marbury versus Madison 1803. To me, that was the foundation of the judicial system that we have today. Uh, there's probably no other... Um, precedent that I can look, I can even think about that would be more fitting for what it means to be an American than to be, you know, have the presumption of innocence no matter what. At all times, you are innocent until someone proves you guilty in a court of law by your peers. What has happened, and you can see it recently, even more so, and I'll, I'll call it the OJ crowd, is since we put trials on TV and we have judicial shows and we have commentary from so-called judicial and law experts they start reading into the evidence that has creeped out into the media and at that point they'll make a determination based on a very small amount of either video evidence audio evidence or sometimes just what you hear that, that little bitty thing that really makes me mad as can be is an unnamed source in the police department today said this evidence we have so what we have done is before the trial even begins we've already convicted or let someone go free based on a very small amount of evidence not the peers getting the full evidence so the presumption of innocence to me is one of the greatest things uh, the constitution gives now the constitution doesn't say presumption of innocence but the fifth the sixth and the fourteenth amendment the equal protection clause of the fourteenth amendment in, in in the first case in 1895 i want to say it was coffin versus united states that set in the establishment as they call stare decisis for the presumption of innocence to be there for american citizens from that day forward and once a precedent is set in law we follow it so i don't understand the, the, the idiots in, in the media uh and even our politicians saying, well, no, you must prove beforehand. you, you got to be kidding me. Come on, Ben. Make me feel better. Yeah, so I'll say this is 
Uh, yeah, I, I'm reading up on it. It is Coffin versus United States, 1895, just like you said, Coach. And uh, how powerful is this term, innocence into proven, proven guilty? You know, um, I think it's a fundamental foundation. It's so powerful that the UN has even has made this thing called the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, Article 11. You know, even countries. Right. Listen to these countries. Countries such as France, Canada. I'm going to say it. Colombia, Italy, Iran. Yes, I said Iran. Romania. All, even Russia, all have something similar. And you dig into history, you know, the, the Roman law, the English translation, proof lies on him who asserts, not him who denies. You know, so really almost every Absolutely. form of government has had this concept. And then just recently, we've highlighted where we kind of want to wash that away, you know, or like... Uh, I just believe the comment over 35 years ago, and he's got to be guilty because I believe the comment over 35 years ago, where there's no, that wouldn't even go to court, not stand in court, not even make it to court, that right there, the lack of evidence, you know, so I just think that we live in a society, how dare someone, you know, uh, say that you have to prove that you're innocent. Uh, no, you have to prove that I'm guilty. I'm sorry. That's just the way we are. If yeah, you think I'm guilty, you got to come at you got to come at me with everything you got, and you got to prove it. I'm just saying that's how it is. That's yeah. our fundamentals. So I mean, this isn't a. You're right. This isn't a new concept. This no. is, goes back to Roman law in the sixth century. I mean, yeah. this is absolutely. I mean, even Islamic law. Yes, has innocence to proven guilty in it. So I mean, this is not a new concept. Uh, this is not a radical concept. And like I said, in 1895, when we set and established that for our country, it was really established before that in the, or excuse me, the Bill of Rights and then added with the 14th Amendment. So I don't understand what's going on in the country right now, except it's politics. Because when you go back and look, and you kind of hit a little bit on the 35 years with Kavanaugh, that was the most amazing and insane um, concert of idiocy that I'd ever seen in my life. They have this man in there that's had an impeccable 30 years, had women all around him. No one had ever made any complaint to any job application he ever had. But now we're going to say well, he doesn't need to be on the court because we're going to believe her one person 35 years ago. It's insane. I, I bet it, it, that's why I have a hang-up with one of the presidential candidates. Well, I will say it like this. is listen, you, you called it. You hit the nail on the head. It's politics. Let, let's just say how it was. Oh, it's nine o'clock in the morning. And I'm sticking a microphone in front of it, in front of a senator or congressman or congresswoman. A statement was released only two hours before, and these are the words out of the congressman woman's mouth, or the senator's mouth, or the congressman's mouth. I believe her. Really, you did a critical analysis on that, and you read it in five minutes, and then you. Got ready for all your staff meetings and all these other things, and you're you're able to conduce that in five minutes. Uh, geez, man, I mean, King Solomon would be proud of you. I mean, at the end of the day, because you know, I'm sitting there going, you you were able to do that without even listening to the other guy, and you were able to do that when even the law wouldn't even accept that statement in there, you know. And I'm just like, no. where's the evidence? Where's any of the evidence? Oh, I forgot. 
you wanted to make sure a movement believed you because you wanted to show that you were in the in crowd when everybody sees through that farce and knows that you're just looking out for political gain. Yeah, and you know what? Take the politics out for a minute. Just take the politics aside and look at an individual case. Let it be your husband, wife, let it be your son or daughter, and they be treated that way. We're going to not let you have a job. We're going to not let you be on um, the judicial court based on one person that has had number number of years to come forward, go to the police, get a police report, nothing. But we're going to keep you from work based on one person. Yeah. I mean, one person. That's what it came down to. It's it. It's it's uh, it's an injustice. It was uh, very uh, it was embarrassing. It was very embarrassing to see someone like Cory Booker and Kamala uh, and Kamala Harris. I, I'll just call them both out. Literally doing what they could to hurt this man's public, I mean, image in the public, based on one person's testimony. It wasn't just them. 35 years ago. Uh, there, there was a whole bunch more that had their microphones in front of their faces. And I'll just say this. is, oh, yeah. It was a complete character assassination over a, a thing that was brought up over 30-something years later that there was absolutely no evidence of whatsoever. None. Nick, as we say, when, when you're a soldier in the Army, Nick's nine none on the palm fritz. It wasn't there. You go, oh, he's a... He's a judge. You'll get another job. Really? Uh, it, it, the way you assassinated his character, I don't know if he would have ever got another job in his field again. I, I honestly don't know if he would have ever got another job in his field again if he didn't get that, get nominated. You 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 didn't just go after his character. You went on complete assassination of his entire future. Well, you know, before we move on, just one thing that I remember the great Benjamin Franklin said this quote. He said, "I would rather have ten guilty men." free that have one innocent person in jail mm -hmm. now i'm paraphrasing what he said but the reason for that is the innocence in this country the freedom that we have you are free until someone proves you not to be free yeah. and so it it not only i mean i hate to use the word on here but it pissed me off yeah no i i would tell you i got right out angry about it because it it, it, it stirred my emotions because the fundamental is just a simple fundamental you're innocent until proven guilty Get your butt out there and prove it. If you felt so badly about it, if you wanted to make a spectacle about it, if you wanted the microphone in your face to get your ratings, go prove it. But you couldn't. So you just wanted, right. you just wanted to get your ratings no. without, the, without the work, is how I see it. And, th and then, not only that, you had all that, that it was political grandstanding at its best at the expense of an innocent man and his family. It's exactly what it was. There's no yeah. way to sugarcoat it. And then we go on. And then we have a minor, who uh, Nick Salmon, who we just went after guns ablazing with all the media, and then the fact that they were paid protesters at that, you know, which at the Kavanaugh hearing there was also it came out that there was also paid protesters going against some of the uh, the people who had to vote uh, that were in the halls there, uh, but they were paid protesters at that. Uh, and the kid, all he did was stand there and go, I just don't want to cause anything. I'm just going to smile and be done with this. And we tried to take a minor 
down and run his future is what we try to do. Oh, and, and one of the things, a perfect example of needing to wait for all the evidence to come in. That night that that happened, that night and the next day, you were showed snippets of this Indian guy and Sandra, and it looked like he was just being a pompous butthole to this Indian guy. Mm -hmm. Then when all the footage came out, then you could actually see, which let's just put it as an example, not only all of the footage, but all of the evidence came out. That's a good thing, wait for evidence. That's something that our country used to do. Then we see what really happened. But you've got two or three networks and, and uh, newspapers vilifying this guy immediately with no evidence, just based on a narrative. We want this white little kid with this hat to be mean to this Indian guy because that's what people in red hats do to minorities. Right. And it was sickening. And I'm glad he did and won what he won. I, I, I think it was a great thing what happened. You go ahead and tell him a little bit about you know, the court situation with, with, with Sandman because he set the tone and said, you know what? I'm not going to set back anymore. I'm going to go after the ones that lied. Yeah, he did. And, you know, say this is uh, those those news agencies that never came back with their apologies and it went after them. And uh, I don't think he's got a court case against some of the Hollywood actresses and actors. As But that young man probably don't ever have to work again in his life. Thank you all very much for being so, so vain and all that stuff. Something tells me just watching him put that hat back on after his speech the other day. Something tells me we haven't seen the, the, the last of Nick Sandman. Something tells me we're going to see some great things out of him, to be quite honest. And uh, But I, I have major beef of innocent until proven guilty when we try to flip back. I even have more beef when it's a minor. I don't care who the minor is. I don't care if it's male, female, black, white. I don't care where they come from. I have major beef with that because you're going after a child. Honestly, are you kidding me? Uh, you know, uh, that's insane to me. And um, and really, he has no defense of himself, you know, by how our laws are. Uh, you know, he, he's not tried as an adult and things of that nature. Even if he did do something out of hand, he's a child. I'm just saying that. And he didn't do anything out of hand. Actually, what he did was, was all that mob that was around him that was riots, paid riders, or whatever, he showed them how to act mature when they didn't know how to act mature at the end of the day. By his lawsuit, he's showing news medias how to act mature when they don't know how to act mature. So I'm glad a 17-year-old or 16-year-old is teaching our country some right things to do because... It's a shame that we have CEOs and in, in major news media outlets that are in their 60s and 70s. They couldn't even stoop down from their high horse for five minutes and apologize. Yeah, and to take it even further, I think a lot of this has to come back to, you know, the judicial system has become very convoluted. It's become almost to a point where a person has to have an attorney. They can't represent themselves. Mm -hmm. it's, it's best that they never even try. But it goes back a little bit further, is we don't even know our own rights. The rights that are spelled yeah. out in the 4th, the 5th, the 7th, and the 14th Amendment, the due process of, of, of you have as, an, as, as a citizen here, you should know that. 
I mean, I try to teach that to, to my students, and, and some of you don't know, but my students are 18 to 50-year-old uh, prisoners in, um, in the state pr prison uh, that I teach under the principles of law and government class. They don't even, some of these guys are 35 years old, been in uh, judicial system 15 years, and still don't know their rights. Wow. It's because we don't teach the rights. We don't have people read the rights. Um, one of the things is just a very simple thing is you're innocent until proven guilty is not only part of it, but in a trial, you're not supposed to, I mean, it's got to be beyond a reasonable doubt. It's not a preponderance of the evidence like a civil trial. I mean, there's certain things that have to be, we have to know almost 100% that you did it before we take you off the street and put you in jail. That's the way it's set up. Yeah. We have somehow, well, we think, now, O.J. Simpson, most people, including myself, believe O.J. Simpson committed a murder uh, of those two people. But they didn't prove that case. No. And I've read not only two books about that, one on both sides of it, and they did not prove that case. That's not my fault. That's not O.J.'s fault. That's not the family's fault. Judicial system sometimes doesn't work. But what we don't want to do is we don't want it to be guilty until proven innocent, and we put somebody in jail, and they have to prove their innocence. And that's what's been happening with the DNA and the innocence projects over the last 15, 20 years. They're going in and finding people that were innocent because they were convicted by the whole community or the whole DA or the whole police department said, this person's guilty. Let's prove they're guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say with, with, with both of these cases, you had some common themes here. You had one major political party jumped on the bandwagon uh, doing their grandstanding. You had uh, a good portion of Hollywood come out and jump on this. And then you had a movement or anti-movement jump on it as well. You know, you had the Me Too movement mm. on the Justice Kavanaugh. You had anti-movement of, uh, I don't know what you would call them, the Never Trumpers or, or whatever they are or, or you know, you had both of the, so you had those three elements in, in all of those. Uh, I do understand there's a lot of people in the in the, the Democratic Party that that are lawyers, uh, but they sure forgot to act like it. Actually, one of them that sat on questioning Justice Kavanaugh completely forgot to act like it. And uh, and then I will say I don't believe any of those Hollywood actors or actresses were lawyers. And I do believe that most of those people that spoke in the Me Too movement were were not either. They were kind of what we talked about in another one, is you know, they went off emotion. They went off emotion right. and they didn't go off of facts. And I think we'd just be better off and suited in this nation if we quit making irrational emotional decisions and start making decisions based off facts. You know? Uh, well didn't we have the politician I mean, we just had a politician recently asked about something very similar to that. I think it was AOC about facts and emotions and, uh, and something similar. And it's like, well, I don't remember her exact words, but it's like, well, if the facts don't really matter that much. I mean, are you kidding me? If facts don't matter, then what does matter? Yeah. Emotions matter? I mean, just because you get upset. I'm going to tell you right now, some of the worst mistakes ever made that was when I was emotional. <laughs> yes. And made the wrong one, especially as a football coach. Let me tell you this much. If you're emotional on the sideline and you're trying to call plays and, and bring people in and you got a defense that's blitz, blitzing, I'm telling you right now, you might as well punt the ball on second down, baby, because it's over. You cannot be emotional in this life. Life is difficult. 
judicial system is set up to protect innocent people. The judicial system is not perfect, but I would, I would like to ask this question, and y'all can go into the comments. Find any judicial system in the world right now that gives you more innocent until proven guilty and gives you a better chance at your freedom if you are innocent than the United States judicial system. And I'll go ahead and leave it with you on that one. Look at times in our history, if we didn't gather all the facts or just kind of let something play out for a few minutes, just take the Cuban Missile Crisis, even though that's not a legal matter that we're talking about. But exactly. my gosh, anybody would have stepped the wrong way on that. And we'd have had nuclear war if anybody done anything different. A cool head prevails over emotions any day. You know, you know what emotions are for? They're for Hollywood. We pay to watch them on TV. They're good to watch on TV. They're, they they're entertain us that way. They're not good for public policy, and they're not good for our judicial system. I mean, at the end of the day. So that's just my thoughts on it, Coach. Um, I think we got a good good content here. I love it. I love it. Uh, so we want to hear your yeah, comments. We want to hear all about it. You know, uh, uh, put them on there, share us with whoever you can. But we really like to hear about your comments on innocence until proven guilty. You got a story to write on there, put it on there, and uh, and things of that nature. So uh, other than that, to the coach. Back to the vet. Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. <laughs>